What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey there, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Specht. I am the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and I am very glad that you are here with us today. And so I, as normal, I'm going to get right into it, and today we're going to talk about excuses. Excuses, excuses, excuses. You have them. I have them. I have too many Excuses. You have too many excuses. We have excuses which very often will handcuff us in not achieving the goals that we want in life. So very often we have these problems and we do not actually achieve the goals that we have in life. It's because we simply choose excuses rather than implementation. Excuses rather than implementation. Excuses rather than, here's the big word, execution. Excuses, excuses rather than execution. And so I want to talk to you today about how you can actually begin to level up your game, how you can actually be more successful, how you can write more business by eliminating excuses from your repertoire and actually doubling down on execution. Frankly, there is a way that you can do this. It is replicable. It is something that is repeatable. It is something that you can introduce into your schedule right now, effective today. There's no reason you have to wait. And it is something that you can also go back to if you've gotten away from it. Time to get rid of the excuses. It's time to get rid of all the excuses that you have been telling yourself about why you can't write more business. So what are some of those excuses that you have? Hmm. We actually have a lot of excuses as insurance salespeople. Um, And very often, the excuses that we have sometimes might be, they might be gift-wrapped in reasoning. This is the reason why I'm doing it. But after the end of the day, uh, the buck stops with ourselves and there has to be an excuse, if you will, a reason. Uh, There's a reason why we're not doing these things. And very often, we offer excuses because of it. And so here are some of the excuses that very often we give as insurance people, for not being more successful. And if I can even kind of relate this to you directly, these might be some of the excuses that you are telling yourself that you have stated publicly to other people, maybe even your agency manager or principal, about why you haven't actually been able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. In other words, what's holding you back from selling more insurance? What's holding you back from being more successful? What are the excuses that you're telling yourself and the excuses that you are telling other people? Here is one that I actually used to use a lot. The marketing department has dropped the ball. Have you ever used that one? 
And so I worked at a few different agencies um, in my time as an insurance producer before becoming an insurance consultant. And I worked for the first agency where there wasn't a marketing department. It was just me and my account manager, which is another different issue altogether. Then I worked for a, a, a second agency where it was also kind of like that, where it was just me and the account manager. There was an off-site marketing department, but I really didn't use them all too much. And then that agency where I was at, they purchased an agency in town, so we had to merge with them. They had a marketing department, so we gave it a shot. Well, there were some good parts and there were some bad parts. And I really think a marketing department makes a lot of sense on paper. It just doesn't really pan out in reality. And so I actually found myself at times losing business because a person in the marketing department didn't go to a carrier. Maybe I expected them to go to the carrier. Maybe even wrote down they were supposed to go to the carrier and they didn't. Whatever it was, there was a reason and I couched it with an excuse. I didn't write that business because somebody else didn't do their job. Now, it might be legitimate. It might be real. It might be authentic. It's also just an excuse. It really is. Because frankly, if I would have been more responsible to actually execute on everything that I needed to do at that time to go through and actually make sure that all the carriers had been, had been submitted to, that I followed up with each of the underwriters just to make sure that they had received our submission and they were working on it because the account was valuable to me. If I would have done just those basic things, I would have realized that uh, the marketing department didn't send it to this carrier. And then I would have eliminated an excuse and I probably would have wrote the business. Excuses, excuses. Marketing department dropped the ball. Or how about your account manager? Look, you can just kind of throw all the service people under the bus if you want. Account manager is not doing a good job. Account manager is not getting to doing it and so forth. I remember when I worked for the very first agency where I was at that we had account managers and um, you know, because I was new, I never had a um, an exclusive account manager, if you will. I was always kind of like parsed out to different people. Well, I remember this one account manager, and you know, God bless her heart, but she just was not very good and efficient at her job. I would be like on my renewals. Um, I had some clients that were just coming up for renewal, and I'm like, okay, here's where it needs to go. It needs to go out this time, and I'm like giving her, you know, 60 days in advance at least. Um, weeks are going by, and it's not getting out to market. I'm three days before the renewal, and it's still not out to market. And I'm sweating. I'm freaking out. I'm just like, why aren't why why can't you get this out? She's like, I'm so busy. You know, I contacted the agency principal. I'm like, hey, can you please like do something? He's like, hey, you just need to develop a better relationship with her. I'm like, ah, I just need this thing to get out to the marketplace. That's what I need right now. Yep. Yep. It happens all the time. Happens all the time. They might be reasons why these things happen. They might be reasons why we don't retain business. There might be reasons why we don't write business. But at the end of the day, am I going to take responsibility for myself or not? Excuses. The underwriters are not actually giving us a great quote. Excuses. The underwriters have changed their appetite. Excuses. A new market came in to the uh, micro niche that I'm in and I don't have access to it. Excuses. Uh, my my a client hired a new CFO and they have a relationship with another agent. Excuses. I'm tired. Excuses. COVID-19. Excuses. It's very difficult to sell with LinkedIn, excuses. It's very difficult to sell on Zoom, LinkedIn, whatever it is, excuses. There are so many different excuses that we give, that you give, that hinder us. And at the end of the day, listen up, listen up. At the end of the day, not a single one of my excuses will ever put a dime into my bank account. And they won't in yours either. 
And so we have to eliminate excuses. Look, I get it. Things happen. And sometimes they are just completely outside of your control. I get it. I'm not saying that life is going to be all dandelions and roses and everything else that is beautiful and smells good. It just is what it is. Life happens, and sometimes it's just very negative. But the thing is, you can't hold on to excuses. You want to know why? Because all of these excuses that we have, they follow us. They are like dead weight. They hold us down. They will cause you to continue a downward spiral where you are not achieving the results that you want because you are holding on to excuses. Past performance should not be an indicator of future success. If somebody dropped the ball in the past, that doesn't mean they're going to drop the ball in the future. If you drop the ball in the past, it doesn't mean you're going to drop the ball in the future. If you made mistakes in the past, it doesn't mean you can't switch things around today. And so every day is a new day. This is a new year. We're still in COVID, but hopefully, Lord willing, we are in the tail end of it and things will kind of get back to normal, whatever that means. But the thing is, is that everybody still has to buy insurance. Policy periods remain the same. When the date comes up on the calendar, they got to buy it from somebody. Might as well be you. Excuses, excuses. There is no reason why you can't go after bigger accounts. Excuses. There is no reason why you can't be more micro-niched. Excuses. There's no reason why you can't figure out LinkedIn to actually begin prospecting better. Excuses. There's no reason whatsoever why you can't be better at cold calling. Excuses. There's no reason why you can't be better doing walk-in visits. Excuses. How about text messaging? How about using physical mail to reach out to your prospects? Networking events. Whatever it is. I don't want to hear my excuses. Nobody wants to hear my excuses. My wife, my kids, they don't want to hear my excuses. I don't want to hear your excuses. Your account managers don't want to hear your, your excuses. Your spouse, you don't even want to look at yourself in the mirror with your excuses. Excuses pay no bills. So how do you get rid of these excuses? How do we begin leveling up? Well, the difference between excuses and execution is it is activity. I have a lot of excuses because something didn't happen. Usually it's because I didn't follow through or I didn't do a thing. However, when there is execution, when I actually execute on a plan, when I do a task that needs to be done, I can, just by the actual doing, the executing of the task, I can eliminate the likelihood of needed excuses. A lack of a consistent pipeline is the main reason you do not write more new clients. Period. It's not because your account manager is bad. It's not because you don't have the right carriers. You can be super successful with one carrier. They're writing something. So there is no reason whatsoever. It is a lack of prospecting on my part, on your part, on each of ours, that causes us not to have the level of success that we want. The buck stops here. If you do not have a consistent pipeline of accounts that you are working on, calling on, meeting with, setting appointments, you are not going to have anything to sell or anybody who wants to buy anything from you. So a lack of prospects in the pipeline, a lack of ex execution on the actual prospecting activity will cause you to starve. Period. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. 
With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. Uh, yesterday, I was I was in a Zoom meeting. We were talking. Um, I had the privilege, the distinct privilege, of interviewing a producer who has over a two uh, two million dollar book of business. So that's commission. He's been in the business for a couple of decades now. Um, does very very well for himself. We were talking about just different things and how he has um, changed and matured over the course of time. Um, I really wanted to hone in on like his initial beginning experience of what he did at the very beginning of his career. And he talked about the kind of business that he went after. And you know what? It was the kind of business where you can write um, business. It's just that they will leave you for a dollar. I mean, they'll leave you for a nickel, right? It's just there wasn't much loyalty there. There was only a couple carriers out there writing it. It's just so expensive. And every dollar they can save on insurance is a buck back in their own individual pocket. So it was just not a very loyal industry. However, he was successful at writing it because he was successful at being transactional, successful at um, harnessing the marketplace. And, but there just became a, a time in which he began to realize that that wasn't what he wanted to go after. And so I asked him, like, how much money did you write in the first year? And he said, I know exactly how much it was. It was $53,000 of commission. I said, all right, man, great. You're like, how, like, what was your book at the second year? He said, the second year was around like $85,000. All right, man, you know, great. Like, we just started talking about it. Um, over the course of time, you know, he got out of that initial class of business. He stopped writing it. He started going after different things. He started going after, for example, construction. He started going after a little bit of this and a little bit of that. He began to realize what worked and what didn't. He began to continue to prospect. He said at the very beginning, he was just dialing for dollars. He was cold calling and figuring it out on the fly. Seeing what worked, what didn't work. He was developing a script. He was developing his cold call carrot. He was, he was trying to get better at his craft. And he continued to mature. He continued to gain expertise. He began to understand more about you know, policy language and so forth. And today, he now has over a $2 million book of business. Very, very successful. And he changed a lot. Changed a lot of things over the course of time. Matured, growed. Uh, grew, rather. He learned about policy language. He learned about carrier appetites. He learned about how to relate with his, his underwriters. He learned how to communicate. He learned how to get referrals. He learned the power of the broker of record letter. He learned that quoting, just for the pure act of quoting, might be the silliest thing that we ever do in the insurance marketplace. And he had success over the course of time. He began to build a $1 million or more book of business, and it grew up to two. Now he might even be able to get to three. Got to get rid of the excuses. Yes, we all make mistakes. Yes, you're going to lose clients. Everybody loses clients, period. You will lose clients. There will be times in which you quote and you are the, less, you are the least expensive, maybe even by a significant amount, and you still don't get the business. There are going to be times in which the insurance buyer isn't completely open and honest with you. Yep, it's going to happen. There are going to be times in which everything works out and just the underwriter for one reason or another won't actually give you what you want. Yep, these things happen. But don't use them as excuses any longer. Rather, execute on whatever the plan is. And so then I want to bring this now to a point of application. How can you create a plan that actually works? Well, here's the thing. 
Um, you know, a lot of times you'll hear people do New Year's resolutions and so forth. I want to talk to you about a SMART goal. S-M-A-R-T, a SMART goal. SMART stands for sizable, measurable, actionable, reachable, time sensitive. SMART goals. Sizable, measurable, actionable, reachable, time sensitive. S-M-A-R-T. Sizable, measurable, actionable, reachable, time sensitive. And so when you create your plan, your strategy, the way in which you're going to prospect, you can actually create all of these things with the SMART goal in mind. Okay? Now let me just talk about it from the, the standpoint of prospecting. As you're creating your book of business, as you're creating success, as you're creating a plan, a strategy, you're creating your, your cold call carrot, what you're going to say in your script, all of these things can come into play by creating a SMART goal. So let's, let's just talk about it even from the standpoint of like how much business you're going to write this year. Well, come up with a number. It has to be sizable. Don't go small. Think big. Think big while focusing your, your, your sight. Think big while focusing, narrowing your focus in the micro niche. Think big. Maybe if you're used to doing $85,000 for your annual commissions, maybe like you just bump it up. Let's shoot for two fifty. dollars I mean, why not, right? Let's go big. Because if we create a plan that backs into the two fifty, you're much more likely to, to achieve it. You know, I was speaking with an agent in the past, uh, recent past, you know, he did just about $105,000 in um, new business. And so I was asking him, what's your goal for this next year? He's like, well, I'm going to push myself a little bit. Said, awesome. Great. What is it? I'm going to shoot for 120. <laughs> what? What did you say? I thought you were, I thought you said you were going to push yourself. I mean, you can get lucky and get 120. If you're used to getting 100, 105, 110, it's like, come on. That's not thinking bigger. That's putting something down that you can feel comfortable with. Make it something sizable. I would tell you, look, if we're going to have 12x thinking, then we have to have 12x goals. If we're going to have 12x goals, then we have to have 12x plans. we got to really kind of step outside of the, not just the comfort zone, not step merely outside of the box, but destroy the box. Throw it in the trash. Move on. We have to think bigger. So come up with something that is sizable, not something that just sort of like makes you slightly uncomfortable, but something that's big, something that is audacious, something that if you did it, man, you'd be able to like walk around and really be proud of yourself, something that's sizable. So whatever that number of new clients maybe you can write in a year, um, new revenue that you're going to bring on, whatever it is, make it sizable. Then at the same time, then there's the M, has to be measurable. It can't just say, I want to write more business. I want to write more clients. No, has to be measurable. How much revenue on a quarterly basis? How many uh, new appointments are you going to make in a month? How much business is going to be written every quarter? Uh, these are measurable things. And so by measuring, I mean that you can actually look at it and say, did I fail or did I succeed? Did I achieve it or did I come up short? Right? Number of cold calls in a day. Number of appointments set in a week. Uh, number of accounts written in a month. How much revenue written in a quarter. These are things that you can measure. They need to be sizable. They need to be measurable. The third thing then when it comes to figuring out your SMART goal now has to be the A. Actionable. It has to be something that's not merely a wish, a dream, a hope. You actually have to create actions based upon it. So you have this hairy, audacious, sizable goal. You have something that is also then now measurable. Now we have to create actions that are going to allow us to achieve it. If you say, well, you know what? I'm used to writing about seven clients in a year. I now want to get to um, 20. Well, then we need to create actions that are going to help us to prospect more efficiently, more consistently. 
And if we can measure those actions daily and weekly, they are going to result in a significant uptick in the amount of appointments that we make and new clients that we write. The problem, however, is that we have vast amount of times throughout the year where we do not take action. There's no execution. So your SMART goals need to be sizable. They need to be measurable. They also need to be actionable. The fourth one now is the R. It needs to be reachable. I mean, really, is it something that you can attain? I mean, I get it. We're, we're thinking big here. But you, you, you have to have something that, I mean, I'm not talking reasonable. I said reachable, okay? Um, there has to be something that specifically you could achieve it. You can't say, well, you know what? I want to write $17 million of new business commission this next year. Yeah, like everybody else too. Uh, I, would, I would agree with you that is sizable, but that just is not reachable. Okay, It has to be reachable because if you create something that there's just no way that you feel you could actually achieve it, you are not going to push yourself. So it has to be sizable. It has to be reachable. And there has to be a real sense that somewhere in your mind, in your subconscious, um, in the back of your mind, you have to realize that, yes, I can actually achieve this if I really went all out. It has to be something that is reachable. If it is beyond your reach, you will lose interest. So it has to be sizable. It has to be measurable. It has to be actionable. It has to be reachable. The fifth one is T, time sensitive. Things get done when they actually have a time attached to them, an expiration date, if you will. Right? I mean, nobody wants to drink milk past the expiration date. It has, it's time sensitive. It's good only for a time. And the thing, like, like anything else... Any project will expand to the amount of time that is allotted to it. If you give a task 30 days for it to be done, you will take 30 days to get it done. And it will probably get done towards the end of the 30 days. If you give it a week, it'll take a week. If you say, I need to be done with this thing by 2 o'clock p.m. today, it'll get done by 2 o'clock p.m. today. So each of these goals have to be sizable, measurable, actionable, reachable, time-sensitive. We have to be able to say, did I achieve my reachable, sizable, measurable, actionable goal by the time that I actually said I would? Answer, yes or no. Sizable, measurable, actionable, actionable, reachable, time-sensitive. These are the things that we actually have to be able to figure out for ourselves. What is the plan, the strategy that we're going to have? Can you actually achieve what you're trying to achieve, right? So with all of that said, it's time to get rid of the excuses. It's time to push forward on being able to achieve. If you actually began to execute rather than have excuses, you're probably going to be much more likely to succeed, not merely in the long term, but also right now in the short term. There's a lot of things that you can do to better your relationships right now with your account managers, with your underwriters, with your sales reps. There's a lot of things right now that you could do to better your relationship with the marketing department, better your relationship with your CSRs, better the relationships with your current clients. There are so many things you can do right now. Don't allow the lack of actionable activity, execution, implementation to become a crutch for an excuse because we all have them. And it is the lack of execution that results in excuses. I want to say it again. It is the lack of execution that results in excuses. Your lack of execution will result 
in excuses. Your lack of execution will result in fewer clients. Your lack of ex- execution will result in fewer appointments. Your lack of execution will result in less revenue. It's the same for me. It's the same for you. It's the same for everybody else that is listening to this. It's the same for every single person at your agency. The, the, the fact of the matter is that's the way that it actually works. So we have to figure out a way in which to eliminate the excuses so that you can achieve what you want. I'm just telling you that there are not too many people who are successful in life who allowed excuses to permeate their living. There are not too many people who are successful in whatever their business is. It could be cell phones, it could be making Model T vehicles, it could be um, selling stocks, buying stocks. It could be you know, purchasing homes. It could be selling insurance. It could be selling real estate. You know, it could be doing anything. It could be having a restaurant down on the main street with COVID. What, I mean, there's so many different ways in which to allow excuses to come in and actually take everything that we want out from our very grasp. Don't allow it to happen. I'm telling you, do not allow it to happen. Listen, do not allow it to happen. You have given yourself over to this career. There's no reason whatsoever why you should not be completely, ultimately, ultra successful. But it will not happen if you do not execute on the things that you know you need to do. And so be smart. Haha, get it? Be smart about your goals. S-M-A-R-T. Sizable, measurable, actionable, reachable, time sensitive. Be smart about what you're trying to accomplish. And I love cruise control in the vehicle. You, you ever use cruise control? Cruise control, that's a nice thing. Um, when I moved to, to Tennessee from California, driving all the way out here, let me just tell you how nice cruise control was. Allowed, my, allowed me to not have to keep my foot on the gas pedal all the time. Um, but it's very difficult to use cruise control in daily life. It's very difficult to use cruise control when you're going to the store and then back home. It's very difficult to use cruise control when you're just you know, driving to the other side of the, of, of the city, going through street lights just to pick up your kids, whatever it is. Cruise control has a purpose. But you know what? Selling insurance isn't really like highway material. It's not like a long sort of marathon, if you will. It is nonstop, starting, stopping, turning left, turning right, reverse, speed up, slow down. That is what selling insurance is like. And when it comes to that, the cruise control button becomes irrelevant. You don't even think about it because it's not going to be something that you're going to use. It should be like that when it comes to selling insurance as well. There is no reason whatsoever why you should ever be touching the cruise control button. There is no cruise control. There's just a gas pedal and the brake pedal and a steering wheel. That's it. And there's also a reason why the rear view mirror in a vehicle is a whole lot smaller than the windshield. We're focusing on going forward rather than what's behind us. Forget what lies behind and just push forward. Execute. Forget excuses. Forget about what happened or what didn't happen. Move on. Time to keep going. Gas pedal, foot to the metal, right? Just kind of push it down, steer, keep doing what you're doing. You'll get to your destination. And so I just want to remind you that excuses don't pay the bills. Excuses will cause you to be poor. Excuses will cause you to lose clients. Excuses will also cause you to forfeit relationships. 
very vital relationships that you need in the insurance business. Um, if you continue to hold on to excuses and reasoning and grudges, if you will, you will ruin relationships with the servicing team at your agency. You will ruin relationships with underwriters. You will ruin relationships that you need in the long run, including even relationships with clients. So keep a sound mind in your head, a head on level shoulders. Forget excuses there in the rearview mirror. Push forward by looking through the windshield. Set actionable SMART goals for yourself. Implement, execute, not simply rely upon excuses. If you do that, you're going to be crazy successful this year. I know it. I mean, I absolutely know it. There's just no reason why you will not be very, 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 very successful this year if you eliminate excuses and just begin to execute. Just become a prospecting machine. Don't slow down. Just keep making the phone calls. Keep sending the emails. Keep doing the appointments. Keep pushing for the broker of record letter. Stop becoming a quoting machine. Put a line in the sand. Ask for the business. Ask for the sale. Get control of everything that you need to. Be a sales leader in your agency. Be a sales leader in your industry, and you will be successful. I guarantee it. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Sales, where I teach and train insurance agents just like you how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.